In response to her plan to end health care protections for consumers with pre-existing conditions, Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi was heckled from a screening of the Mr. Rogers documentary. And for further punishment, she was then ushered into a theater showing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. President Trump told Jimmy Fallon to be a man. Following Trump's example of a man, Fallon immediately gained 200 pounds and made fun of a disabled person. (laughs) Each year, there are anywhere between 70 to 100 shark attacks worldwide, resulting in about 5 to 15 deaths and 1 to 3 Sharknado sequels. (laughs) President Trump has threatened Harley Davidson with an unspecified tax if they attempt to sell motorcycles in the country that are manufactured overseas. Harley-Davidson responded by flicking a cigarette and turning up highway to hell. Brigitte Nielsen has given birth to a baby girl at the age of 54. Congratulations to Brigitte and baby Matlock. Coco, the famous gorilla who learned sign language, passed away last week. Coco will be memorialized with a 21 poop salute. The Trump Report starts (laughs) now. Destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes, that's right. Welcome back to the Trump Report. Here we are on a sunny Tuesday afternoon for Pacific 7 Eastern. Thanks to all of you watching live on YouTube. Go ahead and join us in the chat. And we have this song because we'll be talking about civility and different people's interpretation I haven't of it. recognized it. What song is this? This is called Civil War by Guns N' Roses. Um. And as Axel asks at the end of the song, what's so civil about war anyway? And then, of course, at the beginning is the clip from Cool Hand Luke. What we've got here is a failure to communicate, so uh, lots of things that are relevant from a song that I don't even actually like that much. But I'm Christian <laughs> Blatt, joined, as almost always, by Tamara Brown. Almost always. We're and a little mixed up today. In... The Scott Moore memorial seat, he's actually still with us. But uh, we're sitting shiva for him because he'll be out for a few weeks. Uh, Chelsea Glacia. Hello. So uh, there's a, obviously a lot of things to talk about, but where I wanted to start is sort of this line where it's right to take a stand and really go for what you believe in, and then it crosses into rudeness, and then when it gets to be dangerous. So there's different levels of this. Uh, We'll start with a widely reported story of Sarah Huckabee Sanders being asked to leave a restaurant, which, you know, I think was handled very politely on both sides, both being asked and her and her husband just leaving as they were asked to. I think that, uh, you know, you feel like you're standing up for your people because of what they believe in. As a business owner, that's your right. Uh, and uh, I think that that sort of, you know, well, we're not going to instead maybe serve you your meal and then have you trapped and talk about issues with you and make you uncomfortable. There's there's something for that approach. That might also be bad for business. But uh, I wanted to uh, ask the ladies how they felt uh, about this before we uh, we move on from it. And I will start with you, Tamara. I'd say that we stay consistent with uh, the policies that have already been in place, um, stemming from the uh, bakery uh, that will not make a cake for uh, um, gay couples. So if we're going to stay with that precedent, that it's the discretion of the business owner who uh, they can and cannot serve, then let's just stay consistent with that. I, I That's not even me weighing in one way or the other, in my opinion. That's just... I don't see how she can. I don't see how Sarah Sanders can 
find this unreasonable when, you know, that's Republican policies that put that into place. Sure. Uh, and uh, I believe the uh, Supreme Court upheld it, which is uh, a, a nonpartisan body. Eh, as, uh, kind of. Uh, it's a very, very so, narrow, So narrow Ruth Bader case. Ginsburg is not a partisan person on that bench, is what you're trying to say? Because Clarence Thomas that, certainly is. Where did that come well, from? Well, I'm just saying it is a very, there's very partisan people on I there. I thought we were talking about civility. Yeah. So we, are we, I, I feel like this is like a, almost like a stark left turn. I'm like, whoa, where are we going here? <laughs> but uh, so I'm saying that the the Supreme Court is actually who upheld this policy. They, It's not actually. We, I would like to if we if we have time, uh, probably not today, but to actually go through what that said. It did not uphold it in general. It is not a case that to be fair, be used yes. as I mean, We talked about that when it happened. Yes, that, that, was, that, that was a case of artistic, it was like the a matter of the discretion of the artist cannot it had something to do with like artistry right well that was the argument but what the the court held was not that not it's not really anything that either side could really solidly use in their right. argument it kind of went to, is a very narrow finding in that particular case based on the statute of Colorado. So are you saying that uh, that is a, a wrong decision and that uh, the baker should be made to make something that they feel is against their beliefs? Well, what, how I thought, if the Supreme Court had actually grown a pair and made a decision, uh, I think what they w- would have done would be to say that you can't force a business owner to do business with somebody that he doesn't want to do, but you cannot discriminate against people. So what that would have done would have had business owners just say, I'm not going to serve you. And don't without- say why. Yeah. Okay. I can, I, can, uh, I can certainly agree with that. And, you know, look, I think that uh, they asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders to leave, and maybe they didn't say because you work for that man. I don't actually know. But what do you think about, you know, from a legal standpoint and just opinion of she asking her? She did say. She believes that – she did say uh, the owner did tell her that it was because she believes she works for an unethical administration. Right. Okay. So there you go. So she was given a reason. So does that uh, go in basically against your thinking about the baker? I, I It's hard for me to give a personal opinion on it because uh, on one hand, like my first instinct is to say that this it's should, it's at the discretion of the business owner. You should if you disagree with what somebody is doing in their professional life, you have every right to say you can't. There's no legal. There's there's nothing. She you know. She's not a member of a protected class. Like, to refuse to bake a cake based on sexual orientation. Sexual orientation is a protected class, just as women in some cases are protected class and minorities are protected classes because they have immutable characteristics. This woman could choose to not work for this administration. So there is no protected class of, you know, terrible presidents and their administrations. So if you choose to work for them and somebody wants to discriminate against you because of that there's actually no unlawful discrimination right so just saying i don't place. like you is not discrimination Correct. you know it's, it's i i don't like what you stand but for I and it's am, not i don't like your lifestyle or your skin color or whatever see um but i'm reluctant to full force agree say say that even though that's my instinct uh position because of the fact that somebody's going to be like, well, I just don't like this person because sure. of their 
the well, marriage preferences right. or their and when uh, you get into religious organization when you get that into precedence that is just, where it can get slippery for you know when further you know, uh, decisions are made and you know i think obviously it's tough to make the comparison to well what if somebody didn't want to serve president obama because then it's like even if you say it's because of his beliefs he happened to be black. So, you know what I mean? So it's hard to use that as a comparison. So I guess you could use Joe Biden as an example. I don't know what protected class he is. I think the probably most, not prob- a prob- member probably, of probably any protected class. Dullard or possibly. But uh, I think the most frustrating thing about this is when Sarah gave the, her, the press conference yesterday and immediately brought up the incident and then said that there was an Hollywood actor who tweeted to the public encouraging them to kidnap her children, which is wildly misleading. That's not at all. Right. That's wildly misleading, and that's sort of part of the the next step of this conversation. Uh, Peter Fonda, who somehow can figure out how to tweet, uh, I guess (laughs) since it's been a while since he's figured out how to get himself into a good movie. I I suppose that uh, he has plenty of time. Uh, One thing that I want to talk about, and I believe we have a video that ties into this, Tamara, so you let me know when it ties in. But what I want to say first is I know that this is the sort of thing that people hate about President Trump, and I know that uh, it could very well be people in the studio. To me, I get up Monday morning and all I can do is laugh that he's taken it upon himself to be Gordon Ramsay and tweet... The Red Hen restaurant should focus more on cleaning its filthy canopies, doors, and windows. Badly needs a paint job. Rather than refusing to serve a fine person like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I get it. It's supposed to be beneath the president, but it made me laugh. Uh, there he is standing up for, you know, somebody on his team. And uh, he's within his rights to do that, too. Of course, he has more important things to do. But when you think about it, he might have used that time to make a, a decision that, you know, impacted millions of people and some would say negatively. So at least he was there, you know, making snide comments on Yelp, basically. <laughs> I think he gave them a thumbs down on their Facebook page. So he really went uh, for the, the hat trick there. Uh, let's talk about this video we have of uh, Sarah Sanders. Yeah, I mean, I w- did some um, investigating and I found that Sarah Huckabee Sanders made uh, a, a home video shortly after she and her husband got home from Red not being uh, disinvited from the Red Hen restaurant. So this is something we stumbled across. <laughs> Found footage, as they say. Good afternoon. After being asked to leave the Red Hen restaurant, my husband and I decided to go home, make a casserole, and watch The Patriot, which we do own on Blu-ray. <laughs> At this time, I will share with you my recipe for Patriot casserole. First, you want to secure the borders of your pan so that no unlawful ingredients can cross over the border illegally. This administration has met with numerous chefs who overwhelmingly agree that the most important part of cooking is security. It is our job to enforce the laws of this recipe, which we have done successfully with our zero gluten tolerance policy. Preheat the oven to 375, which is the lowest temperature rate of any recipe in recent history. As for specifics on what exactly goes into this recipe, I refer you to the president's personal chef who has that information. With that, I will take your questions. Jill. 
<laughs> I, like that, I like that Jill was there in the uh, kitchen with her. Uh, it's always very informative. That was awesome. Uh, so then there's uh, sort of the next level in the conversation, which was referenced by Tamara a moment ago. Uh, Peter Fonda uh, wasn't talking about Sarah Sanders' kids. No, he's talking about President Trump's child. He said, uh, quote, we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if mother will stand up against the giant, oh yeah, we can swear, giant asshole she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. Fuck. Fonda wrote in a tweet, which has since been deleted. I didn't see that one. I yeah. saw another one. Yeah. Uh, what, was the, what was the, and obviously you're not going to have a word for it, but generally, what did you think the other one said? The other one said something about Sarah. Uh, it, it, it said something about if Sarah had been separated from her children. Yes. And then, I, and then this is the follow-up one. Okay. So th- this was, the, uh, this was the, the bigger one. So obviously, free speech, you can tweet whatever you want. Just don't be surprised when the Secret Service shows up at your house and says, hey, so you know that thing you advocate? Yeah, we're, we're really concerned now. And, you know, obviously uh, Peter Fonda is uh, not capable of, you know, I mean, you're, you're not even the most embarrassing member of that family. So obviously he's Jeez. not actually accomplished wow. anything. Whoa, uh, Christian. What? I'm just saying. This was actually haven't been able to get yourself into a good movie. I mean, wow. I What do you have it? Out for this man for. Look, maybe I spent too much on Yuli's gold, right? Maybe I'm holding it against him. But it's... I'm glad you like that. Good library. Just in your head, you were just able to pull that out. You know, maybe I prepared for this. In any case, I uh, think that, you know, look, no, Peter Fonda's not going to go and try and kidnap Baron Trump. But... Again, you you put ideas in people's heads when you say things like this. And the point you're trying to make, all you need to do is word it a little differently, actually, and you're fine. The Secret Service isn't going to show up. And it's like, we should rip. So that helps because it doesn't say, like, I'm going to go do it. But still, uh, it's bad. But what's really bad, and this is what I'll, I'll sort of get both of your comments on overall, is... Maxine Waters uh, saying that people need to confront Trump administration staffers in public and let them know they're not welcome anywhere anymore or anymore anywhere. I switched them. And you and then she followed up later and said, look, I didn't say that anyone should hurt anyone. But that's the problem is when you're encouraging people to get into people's face. uh, Look, I I would love to be wrong, but that sort of thinking, somebody's going to end up hurt at best. Uh, I think somebody could very well end up, uh, you know, seriously hurt. Somebody could end up killed. I mean, it's it's very dangerous. And you know it's dangerous because do you think Nancy Pelosi wanted to, you know, get up that day and send a tweet that uh, had to discourage someone from criticizing President Trump? No, she didn't want to have to do that, but she did. And, uh, you know, Maxine Waters has kind of doubled down on it. And uh, I think that that is a line where... It's it's too far. You're saying like, look, it's it's more like a peaceful protest to say, please, uh, we're going to ask you to leave our restaurant. But when you get up, go up to people when you see them in public, that's not saying like, uh, hello, Miss Sanders, I would like you to know I disagree with your views. That probably means that you're going to get in their face and you're going to yell at them. And what if they're with their kids, you know, and it's like a very threatening situation. Those are people that could find themselves arrested as well. So I who don't could think find themselves arrested. The people that are yelling at the staffers, uh, especially well, it happens they, to celebrities all the time. And do you think that those people go home and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I unless a, they make physical I, contact with somebody and are arrested, I have for a famous 
famous, battery. So a famous person's kid goes to the same school as my kid, and there's a cop there every morning to make sure that he can get in and out because it it just it happens. Yes, and. If something were to happen in that situation, do you think that that police officer would say, like, oh, sir, you're going to have to stop and just walk away? I'm pretty sure he you has handcuffs. You can't do anything reason. unless he does something, like, touches the kid. W- or the celebrity, if you get up in their face. Right. Yes. So well, that's, no, not that's in their I... face, because there's, I mean, the paparazzi does that to people all the time. Sure. It is when it, it makes contact Physical or contact. when it, uh, if you, like disrupt the, the flow of traffic in a street or cause some other, you know, crime or right. well, traffic I, violation. I don't, think, I don't think we're that far away from some kind of event being caused. And yes, maybe it's something that uh, stops traffic. And um, I think that, it, you know, and look, here's, here's another thing, you know, it's that, uh, that big righty hack David Axelrod went and said that this is the wrong message. Like, this is... Ah, bah, bah, bah. I w- I know that that was, you know, obviously I'm sarcasm. summarizing it. Well, yes. But yeah, it's noted, cause... you know, he's an of the older, more established guard, which does seem to think that way. So it's it's this is a bit of a difference between uh, the younger, more activist, the more passionate, mm-hmm. new to politics and the I've been around the block okay. and rodeo a couple of times. And I'm, I'm sort of jumping ahead. But I mean, this approach is definitely going to get this guy reelected. So you're you're definitely working against yourself. It's very sympathetic to be able to ha- you know in what two more years be able to cut together. And look at all these things that people say and look at what they're doing. Look at what look at what Peter Fonda rest in peace. Look at what he oh, tweeted geez. when he was still alive uh, <laughs> when his career was still alive. Look at what he tweeted about Baron Trump. So, I don't think people care about that because if people cared about what people said, grabbing by the you know what's would have mattered to voters. People don't actually sure, care I, about that. But you're you're sympathizing the people that you vilify by I, by going after I them in public. S- I, I don't see how uh, Kristen Nielsen's a more sympathetic character because she got, like, booed out of a Mexican restaurant. Booed out of a Mexican restaurant is a little different. I'm, you know, I'm less talking about Sarah Sanders than what Maxine Waters is telling people to do. Nothing's happened yet. Uh, Tamar, you keep trying I, to get in. Uh, <sighs> I, I reluctantly because I it's hard to formulate my thought. I, first of all, I feel like the nation needs a, a logic lesson. Like we need to go oh God, back and do those so... and go, do those logic problems, uh, <laughs> some SAT logic questions, LSAT and logic problems. And the reason I say that is because let's go back to that t- Peter Fonda tweet. Sarah claiming that he's publicly encouraging people to kidnap her children. Using that same logic, she has to admit that the administration is kidnapping immigrant immigrant children. Then if she's going, his tweet was making an analogy with what they're doing yes. at the border. And she seemed to misinterpret that. So it's it's that sort of That's a very generous lapse in logic that drives me crazy. Yeah. I got into several discussions with Republicans last week on social media and I was I was making very clear analogies and the logic that people are just aren't able to have have with A to C and and I'm not blaming Republicans both sides I just feel like uh, just draw um, 
just just draw parallels that's all that you need to we we need to um do those puzzles with the little grids where you know uh ron is taller than sally and he has a red shirt on what color shirt is sally wearing do we have enough information to determine that yet like those simple logic problems so that people so that sarah cannot claim that somebody's encouraging her children to be kidnapped when that's not at all what the intention of that tweet was i'm very sorry tamara but you're asking for education, and I don't see education as anywhere of a priority of this administration. So I think you're asking for a bit too I think Betsy DeVos much. spends all day on education. Oh, I yeah. think it's a, it's yeah. a high priority really? for her. Now, second, <laughs> secondly, as much That's as I love... That's a better joke than the Peter Fonda jokes. <laughs> as much as I love Aunt Maxine, oh, I, I can't get enough of Maxine Waters. But I have to disagree with her on what she said because of the fact that I think everybody needs to take steps to have peaceful conversations. Not everybody is crazy. On both sides, there are crazy people. On both sides, there are, there are good people illogical people. Sides. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, and by both the, sides, the, I clearly mean Nazis and no. Everyone the the else. incident that you're joking about, Chelsea, is obviously no. There, we're not necessarily good people on both sides. But to Tamara's overall point, meaning yes, Republican and Democrat on both yeah, sides, there yes. are good people, there are reasonable people, there are unreasonable people on both on both sides, and. It's frustrating, but we all need to make attempts to have productive conversations. And just because somebody voted differently than you and has this specific ideal, that doesn't mean, and I will <laughs> further explain this, but it doesn't mean necessarily that they're a bad person. And I say necessarily. this because recently there's so many people who I've met recently who are good big-hearted people who voted for Trump. And why did they vote for... Which, to me, initially, that feels like, how could this person have a moral conscience and vote for this man? But once you start talking to them, it's usually a matter of um, uninformed on a certain issue. They're not fully believing that something happened because their bias against the left is so strong that when something... That clearly happened. They don't fully believe. There's various reasons why. But that's they read an article have... about the Clinton Foundation. There's a lot <laughs> of reasons why somebody might not have wanted to vote for Hillary. Sure, I'm, I'm not saying that. I was a Gary was... Johnson guy, as you as you <laughs> oh, remember, God. Chelsea. I was all Gary Johnson all the time mm-hmm. during the election. Anyway, sorry. Back to your point. Too. Um, I'm just saying that we we need to not have, make enemies and have productive conversations, and it is possible to do that and to confront. Even though confront is an innocuous word, it ultimately that's confront is fighting. That's I mean, that's aggressive to confront somebody. So I think that it's it's not a good idea. We need to, you know, my highest value around here is engagement in democracy. And if people do it a little wrong, they're a little too confrontational, they're too loud, they're, you know, rude, I'm going to take that over sitting at home, twiddling thumbs, not giving a rat's behind about anybody else, unless some issue, you know, intimately touches you or your own family. So I think I'm a little... You would prefer for somebody to be radical than to be inactive? Is that what you mean? Yes. And I think think a little too loud is is certainly right. I'm just saying when it gets to the level that, you know, somebody's going to throw a brick through a window and then somebody's going to throw a Molotov cocktail through a window and then, you know, just how it can snowball. But not even that... 
bad. Like, even yeah. if it's just something like, how dare you? If I come at you with that tone, you're not going to listen to a We're thing that learn. I say. We're like, going to have to learn slowly but surely. But you're right about that. But but sort of there are people that are barely getting their, like, sea legs of democracy. They're hardly showing up to vote. They're This, this is the first time that they're making their voices heard. They're not going to be articulate, you know, at first. I mean, this is like we have, like, a teenage generation here who is learning how to to do democracy and it's going to be you know kind of ugly a little messy but i think engagement is more important than getting it right however nobody's calling here for violence the only person that i've heard call for violence was when trump was saying you know i want to punch somebody in the face or throw take somebody down if they're throwing something like tomatoes at me. I think he said at one of his rallies, um, you know, I'll pay your legal bills. That's the only time that I've heard anybody promoting violence. So that I would definitely agree. Don't want to go there. But I'm okay with people being, you know, in your face in public places. Listen, it happens to celebrities all the time, uh, especially for ones that aren't uh, holding town halls or making themselves available to be heard by members of the public. And especially when something so incredibly heinous is happening right at the moment, like the kids being separated from their parents, that is not a time where we should be overly critical of ourselves about how we confront these people and try and um, knock some sense into them well, that's a poor choice of words because if you're knocking sense into someone, I think that you're using your fists. To I do don't it. think so. I think but somebody. No, I think you, you can mean be, talk some sense into. You them, can let's be say. knocked upside can the we, head with sense. Can we possibly hug without. some sense into someone? There can we, we go. Can we See, hug that's some all sense? I'm I think you Thank might. You. I think you might be able to do that with your own children, but I don't know if we're going to go around. You're going to. You're going to hug sense into to Trump? Stormy Daniels? Sure. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Uh, well, yeah. let me use an example of a story that I heard today that I think is a good example on how to do this. I only just heard this a little while ago, but I guess uh, Seth Rogen was somewhere and Paul Ryan's kids had gone up to him and they talked to him and he was very nice and he talked to them. I think he took pictures with the kids and then they said, oh, my dad wants to say hi. And he did. It's not like he didn't say anything to him, but when Paul Ryan asked if he could take a picture, he said, you know what? No, because I am opposed to what you stand for, blah, blah, blah. That's a great way to do it because it's yeah. not the kid's fault who their dad is. That's, you know, I've heard examples of that, though, where it's like, no, because you're you, uh, one that I remember reading publicly was James Gandolfini. You know, it was like, no, because your father is you know a terrible person or even worse than that. And I was just like, that's a great way to handle it. It's like I respectfully decline the selfie for the congressman. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and here's why. And then, uh, you know, it's uh, also for Seth Rogen's point of view, uh, there's no way that Paul Ryan enjoys his movies. But apart from that, <laughs> there's no way he saw Pineapple Express and laughed. He, he, there's no way he understood what was supposed to be funny about you that You don't movie. think uh, Paul Ryan was in the theater for the premiere of Sausage Party? No, but he might have liked... <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a double bill with Yuli's gold. <laughs> Forgot about Sausage Party. Uh, although he might have, he might have enjoyed uh, the interview with the uh, Kim Jong Un uh, yeah, yeah. lookalike. But uh, and I think that you know also, you know, there's no way that that picture being made public helps Seth Rogen in any way mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like instead of saying like yeah you know what I didn't want to be mean to a guy in front of his kids it turns into how dare you so I get it and I think that that's a great way to just be like you know civilly say I really disagree with your approach towards what you do for the country and Levy also said I can't wait until you're out of office which you know 
that's a little mean, but that's also the way he feels. No, that's fine. I'm saying that that's absolutely fine, you know, to to air your concerns in that way. Now, and uh, the final example that I really have that as it relates to politicians is something I made a uh, joke about at the beginning of the show. But the protesters who confronted Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi outside of a screening of the Mr. Rogers documentary called Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, I was part of a review on it for uh, Popcorn Talk Network where I revealed that I cried four times. Oh, so a really uh, little something to, to know. A little something to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recommend that movie. Uh, it's an interesting film for uh, the way that she was greeted uh, outside of it. And uh, one of the protesters was asked by a reporter, do you think that this is how Fred Rogers would handle this? And he's like, well, I'm not Mr. Rogers, so (laughs) touche. But uh, this is a group of people, you know, I guess the word got out that she was seeing the movie and they were waiting outside for her. So that's a step closer to what I'm talking about. I don't like, you know, it's like five people. But, you know, the idea that mobs might start gathering for where there have been sightings and waiting for people and, you know, you have time for your anger to build up. And not that anything happened here. She had, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement with her. It's fine. It's just more the idea. It's not even so much this instance. It just it's like another step down the road where you're just like, well, what happens next? So, Chelsea, you hear all these stories, and it's all very circumstantial, Counselor, so I'm not trying to uh, find anyone guilty of anything. But what do you think when you hear all of this? I am glad that people are making their voices heard, especially, again, they were confronting her uh, about something related to uh, uh, the child separation because she was... Refresh my memory. Well, I, think that they were she, upset. I thought that uh, they were upset no, about the pre-existing, the pre-existing conditions, conditions that's right. and the health care. So this is something that's happening sort of like right now. And actually, while it's like we're all upset about the ch- children being separated, which we very much should be, there's other dangers. There's other things being stripped. There's other things being changed sort of behind the scenes now that we're paying attention. In her case of this crowd, it seemed like a bipartisan issue. It wasn't, uh, you know, talking about the, the what she her health care plan taking removing the pre-existing condition stipulation. That seemed like a bipartisan issue. So. Whether it's bipartisan or, or or not, the people should still be heard on it. And I don't know if she does any town halls on that. I I don't think that she does. So mm-hmm. this, where do people get to be heard? And they know that they are, you know, Attorney General. M- most people don't really vote for Attorney General. They are not usually informed enough about what somebody stands for when somebody's running. It's a really really important. Uh, job and people, I would encourage them to really look up the candidates for attorney general, but it's not one of the sexier, you know, positions that gets really well researched. If you mention attorney general to people, they might think like, oh, those are those warnings on cigarettes. Those are from the attorney general, right? Sure. And and that's about it. And so, right, you don't think about it, but it does have major repercussions for how we live. And something like this pre-existing, you know, uh, think, does she, is she listening? Is she taking, um, any thoughts from constituents or anybody? I don't really think so. So if this is the only way that they can be heard is by waiting for her outside a movie and letting them know what they think, fine. I'm I curious don't see if the harm in it. If that the protesters would have come, should she have been going into, despite our joke at the top of the show, but if she were seeing Jurassic World, for example? Because when I first read the story, I thought it was specifically because of the fact she was going to see such a 
sympathetic movie, you know, a movie right. that was Well, that's about... that's like a, a, the picture of Ivanka with her child that led to Samantha Bee using the C word. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, how dare you have love for a child when there are children suffering in the world? Uh, you weren't here that week. Wait, wait, uh, that, that's why Samantha Bee yes. used the C word? I thought it was because, because she like, didn't in, say anything to her dad. Well, of... that's what she turned it into was, uh, you know, uh, instead of talking about the joys of motherhood, why don't you stand up to your father's uh, immigration policy, you feckless C word. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So again, we, there it is. You know, you don't get it quite right, but I am glad that she said something. Oh, well, she's she, not glad she said it because she she's had She's not glad that she, she said she, that word, yeah. but so, I'm, I, I, I don't know how much... And her network's not glad she said it because, uh, you know... I didn't say the, that she should be wor- glad that she said that word. Right. I am glad that she spoke up. Should she have used a different word? Yes, absolutely, but we're not going to get it right, and so uh, right off the bat, and so I don't think we should say, "See, people are doing it wrong." Shut it down. Go home. Go back to your couches. Twiddle your thumbs until November, and then vote, and then you know, shut up the rest of the time. That isn't how democracy works. You democracy works when people are engaged all the time. Yes, it's important to show up at the ballot, but uh, at the ballot box, but it's also important to speak up in between. Yeah, it just seems like obviously. Uh President Trump and his policies are a very unique set of circumstances, but he's so much in people's head that it's not like you know, there weren't calls to like, you know, if you see a George W. Bush staffer, you should uh, exactly. go up to them in a restaurant. You used to be able to disagree with people. Now, I don't think you can. That's well, but this, when they're doing things like separating children or they're going to leave millions of people without health insurance because they have a pre-existing condition. These things should be infuriating to people and they should stand up for themselves. It's a you know, it's once we can you know, we can debate about the general size of the military and the kinds of regulations that are, you know, appropriate and a good balance between environment and and business and we can debate about those kinds of things. But like if somebody took your Kid, do we want to like sit here and just debate it? Or do you, I mean, there's time for debate is a little like sure over. A decision has been made and we have to rectify that decision as soon as humanly possible. Uh, we have to try and stop things from happening that are on the cusp of happening, like, you know, pre existing conditions being a thing again. Right. So, what, what do you, this is the same thing. So, when football players take a knee to peacefully protest, police killing unarmed men and women of color where but oh that's that's disloyal to the flag how what what kind of civil disobedience did you want and there was no answer so this idea now that we should you know go towards civility is a whole bunch of baloney from the side that really shuts down any form of civil disobedience. Also, you cannot call for civility when, when the president of the free world is capable of saying the things that he is saying. I mean, this we are in uncharted waters at this point in history because of the Some fact would of say what... say we are in Maxine waters. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad Chelsea liked that because it was, it was like I really was going to step on what Tamara was saying just for a bad joke. Anyway, I will, I will let you finish your point. I just, had I, to get my I just don't see how if, if you support, if you are a supporter of President Trump, the, the vile things that have come out of this man's mouth 
Or thumbs. Have set a, exactly, tiny thumbs, has set such a precedent as to how to proceed that you have no right to tell anybody to be civil if you are supporting the king of incivility. Right. Are, do we have any um, to, comments from people? I would really I, I, like to I know where people me, are on this. I will let you know when we have good comments. Oh, but we don't uh, have any good ones. Special hi to, to William Winters have in the chat, who is our comments. favorite show. I'm so glad you watch every week, William Winters. Um, hi, William. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, I, I wanted to sort of mention, though, is that Yes, obviously Donald Trump is being very hypocritical when he calls for civility. Um, he's not the only one. There are other people whom uh, I, I've referenced. And I guess, you know, we can just remember that quote from Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go lower. So obviously that's what she feels that people should be doing in this situation. So let's everyone look to a, a first lady that uh, people on that side did actually like. Uh, and another instance we have is uh, this intern for Senator Maggie Hassan, who was suspended after cursing at President Trump. And um, some say she should be fired. Some say she shouldn't have been suspended. Uh, obviously, there needs to be some kind of, uh, you have to be reprimanded if you're working and representing an elected official, sharing a belief that, you know what, the person that you're working for might not have that belief. They probably do, but they might not have it. And you could, you were definitely within your rights, but who gets fired from an internship? I mean, you don't even get paid. But anyway, uh, and it's just, it's, it's setting a bad example because when you work in Washington, I have a lot of people who are uh, not career politicians, but career federal employees. You, you work for a lot of people. You work for people you agree with. You work for people you're kind of you know, in between, and you work for people, you just can't stand anything they say and you can't wait till they're gone. But you have to work for them. And there's a way to do it and there's a way not to it. So I'm just saying that as a private citizen, a non-elected individual, although I did appoint myself chairman of the Trump report, thank you very much. Uh, I'm just saying that if people feel that the exchange of the loss of civility for making your points, it's fine. And I'm not talking about just saying, like the Seth Rogen example, I don't think is Wait, particularly rude. hold on a sec. I, th- I-, I didn't say loss of civility. Well, I see it coming. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I think, it- I think we're getting very close. That's why I wanted to talk about this for uh, almost the whole show. Uh, but anyway, um, and sort of a uh, separate issue that uh, only tangentially connects to this, but I did want to get our resident legal expert on this. I assume everybody saw the video over the weekend of uh, Permit Patty, and that's not her real name, but I don't need to give her... uh, She's had enough troubles. I don't think she needs me to give her real name. Where she appeared to call the police on the little girl selling bottle of water without a permit. Um... While and, she herself was selling weed, was that well? Correct? She well, yeah. So she was. It's not like she's a street dealer. It's not like, hey, this is my corner. I'm selling weed. Don't sell water here. It's bad this, for business. That's like which, a by the way, that's, that's, that's like that's that like would... selling chocolate and peanut butter together. Two great tastes that taste great together. If only there was a Girl Scout cookie booth right next to it, that would have been perfect. But. Uh, this is, it's just, and, you know, look, for her sake, the one thing that I'll give her, uh, you know, white woman of uh, some privilege looking at her now deleted Instagram uh, photos, uh, you know, co- pretending to call the police on a uh, young African-American girl. The optics of that are never going to work out for you. So you should, you know, basically when the other person started filming you, that was probably the time like. I just I just got to let this one go. Uh, this this is not going to end well for me. Uh, but uh, you know I I think she just felt like she 
I don't understand why this is such an important point. I'm going to ask you, Chelsea. I have if no you, idea. If either. you see a kid selling, like in Los Angeles after a concert or a sporting event, there's always people outside selling things. And sometimes you see the police, they grab them and they make them like throw away the hot dogs baked in, uh, wrapped in bacon, which obviously Chelsea would never eat. But, you know, they're selling those things, you yeah. know. And, and I, I always feel bad when I see the police are making them throw away all the stuff because, you know, who knows how much they had to spend to make those things or to buy those waste waters. fiend food. Yeah, exactly. Poor they animals. should they should confiscate it and you know bring it to a homeless shelter. I'm just coming up with an idea. I just don't here. know who these. I as a white person, I don't know any other white people. Like who are these? By the way, I didn't even realize you like, were white. I didn't see color, <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you finally went on record Thank for you. that. Um, barbecue Becky and Permit Patty. Like who are these people? I'm like I I can't I can't even get into your head to understand what your issue is. I'm so confused by their motive and by what's driving them and what who who are i can't i don't even know anybody who would do this i who guess are this these is what people? happens when you are afraid of the competition i don't know i, I mean i guess I, mean, I, I don't know but uh has she did permit patty give any reason what her issue was uh, when she initially tried to do it, she just said that she was upholding the letter of the law. She didn't feel like... So, there's another one of those, I am a law and order kind of person, it's so selectively. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, can we... I, I, I can't believe we're... Can we go into the... I, I thought you were going to ask me about the Supreme Court decision. No, I do want to get to that, too. Oh, okay. I had this first. <laughs> okay. Just because... Uh, priorities values people. Well, because it, it's a good video. But, no, it tied oh. into that. Uh, so... There are two things that the Supreme Court uh, has sided with. And I'm going to admit there's one that I don't understand. And I mm-hmm. want you to explain to me what the ruling was. Mm-hmm. So with the – and this is what the headline is from NPR, the, those, uh, the conservative outlet. Uh, the Supreme Court sides with California anti-abortion pregnancy centers. Uh, so – Explain what that ruling is, because I read it, and the first time I read it, I thought that it said the opposite of what it did, and I'm like, no, I don't think I got that right, and I reread it, and then I think I understand it. It's now. it's more complicated than it has to be. I don't think that in effect it will have much um, much consequence because I think they're just going to rewrite the way that the law is written, and therefore it'll get around the objections that the Supreme Court had to it mm. by just narrowly focusing it on these nonprofit pro-life centers. So if the law had been aimed at a more uh, a wider um I don't know it just in general any clinics providing any advice on reproduction. I mean if they had just really generalized it more than the Supreme Court's arguments about it not being uh, that it sort of discriminating against this small group of nonprofits that helps with pregnancy crisis would have been averted. But basically what they said is that uh, this law that said, listen, if you are providing pregnancy crisis advice, you need to let people know that they have uh, options including abortion, that there are low and free medical services and resources for them. Right. And, and they're, they're saying that your uh, advice should include that. So if you want to also that, talk about adoption, you know, any, that, like that's perfectly. That the, right. But okay. that, that the law says that they must include that language. Right. And so therefore, these organizations the are like. The new ruling is saying that it No, that's must. what the California law said. If you want to provide crisis uh, pregnancy crisis counseling, you need to include this advice about abortion. And these groups obviously are very anti-abortion. So they're 
arguing, wait a minute, what about my free speech and my freedom of religion that I do not want to promote abortion, things of that nature, or birth control or anything like that. So they're against just being being awareness that it's an option. So, yes, that they are being forced to say something that they have a First Amendment disagreement with. They don't want to be, it's essentially what they said, it's forced speech. So they're having to say something that violates what they believe in. That part is fine. That somewhat makes sense. But there is a um, there's a second part of it that talks about how if they're not licensed medical facilities, that they needed to tell people we're not licensed medical facilities. And even that was struck down, which was bizarre to me. So I think I. Anti-abortion um, people are going to be kind of excited about this, but I think that uh, just rewriting a law is going to take care of this. I don't think that this one is so, going to be long-term. So you can read the headline. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and what I'll do is just in case I uh, I uh, transcribed it incorrectly, I'm going to go ahead and click on the link and let it open. Supreme Court sides with California anti-abortion pregnancy centers. So these anti-abortion okay. centers are these. They try to prevent someone from choosing an abortion by not offering that as a choice. So California sided with the people saying we don't want to have to. California had a law that said you must tell people about mm -hmm. these options. And the Supreme Court said, no, California, you cannot force these organizations to say something that they don't want to say. And a lot of times these would be just using an example, but say it was like a St. Joseph's Hospital, which would be like a Catholic leaning hospital. They would prefer not to encourage you to get an abortion, and the Supreme Court is saying that's okay. But what Chelsea's saying is that it's fine that the Supreme Court ruled on this. California can then make another law that will sort of, in a different way, enforce uh-huh. this. Is that what you're saying? Well, or? they're about. It has to deal more with the second one, which had to do with the telling people that they're not a licensed medical right. facility. I think actually that this would all be moot if we finally, in California, we start here with single payer. And I think the very, very thing that we should start with on single payer is free birth control for everybody so that hopefully we have fewer people in pregnancy crisis situations and that this is much less of an issue. That is the day that I look forward to. But going back to what Christian, so how, what, what, kind, what's an example of the way California may circumvent the Supreme Court's ruling and make it so that these centers have to prov- inform patients of this option? Uh, they're, they're probably not going to specifically be able to tell these organizations, you must say this. But we can put a sign on the wall. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm I'm not sure. I do I do think that there is something that they can do with respect to the language um that will you know or we change our entire medical right. system which I mm-hmm. think probably will happen first. Um but there is somewhat of a valid point is that you cannot make somebody say something that they don't want to say and I just uh, but the unfortunate thing is that these Organizations are also lying to people, maybe about. Um, I don't say that. Maybe I say it. I have read. It is reported that these organizations lie to people about what their options really are. So there is another way to crack down. For on example, these. if somebody's pregnant, their life was in danger. Like a, an abortion could potentially save the mother's life. That's and maybe an instance where. 
Well, it depends on who you want. talk to because you have people that feel like even in that case, uh, it, it's still a problem. Um, I do want to talk to you about the other court case, but I do I do have two comments from the chat. Uh, our friend Lady Goth in the chat, this is sort of referring back to our uh, earlier conversation. She predicts some kind of violent killing in the future or a riot. Uh, something about, I like, don't. The... Let me finish the comment. Sorry. Something I don't know why I feel it in my bones. Uh, so she was just sort of reacting to uh, what I was saying. Now, mm. what did you think of that? Uh, it already has happened. Do you remember what was her name? Heather, who was killed by the crazy guy who ran through the crowd, who drove through the crowd? I. This is when. Don't remember this. Trump said there are fine people on both oh, sides. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. So yes, 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 yes. Okay. It has, it has yes. already happened. It's probably why you're getting a sense that that is going to happen because it, it has happened. And the, the rhetoric and the behavior of this administration is only gotten more infuriating. So I don't think that she's wrong. Uh, and our friend R. Scott Brown says, funny how street dealers are criminal and dispensary owners are entrepreneurial. Uh, and Lady Goth amends her comment, is, says, I mean another one. She feels that it's something else is coming, you know, in, in light of what we're talking about. So there's another ruling uh, from the Supreme Court <laughs> upholding the Trump travel ban, which he, uh, President Trump, that is, uh, he stated that they ruled that way and he followed it up with, wow. And that was it. Even he was shocked. Yeah. Or he didn't understand what the Supreme Court said. You know, both of those things could be true. Yeah. You could be shocked and not understand yeah. it as well. Anyway, so, uh, and, you know, we do only have a few minutes, but uh, I wanted to uh, give you a chance to explain and also comment on that ruling from the Supreme Court. Well, I mean, very briefly, I mean, it just seems that the justices who voted with the majority opinion believed that this was a national security issue, whereas those who dissented believed that this is actually a discrimination issue. So whatever side you believe, um, that whichever argument you believe was the basis for this travel ban is the way that they they sort of voted. So if they thought that, yes, they believed that the language... Uh, which by the third time was sufficiently um, cleaned up of its blatant xenophobia <laughs> passed their muster for, yes, the president has pretty wide latitude on things regarding national security. The other justices who are like, we are not buying this BS. We know what this is really about, dissented. So, uh, your reaction to it is it is it a significant ruling, or are they just sort of saying like, okay, you can do this? I I th- I think it's significant because it's so bizarre that they. Um, I don't know if it's that bizarre because after all, it is a conservative court now would ignore everything that Trump said and would look at the letter of the law. You know, this is like. Brown versus the Board of Education that overruled segregation. Before that, there was a case that said, yes, separate but equal. Fine. So the letter of the law can look just fine and not discriminatory at all, but its effect is discriminatory. And then it can be um, ruled unconstitutional later when when people are like, uh, hello, listen, even though the law says nothing about being discriminatory, look at the effect that it's actually having. Um, will that happen here? I, I don't think so. It's hard to see um, 
how the travel ban is going to look anything like so obvious as the way a separate but equal looked. So it's it's significant in that the court is going to buy what the letter of the law says without looking behind the curtain, so to say. Uh, just a, another comment from our Scott Brown, who we often point out is not former Senator Scott Brown. <laughs> the Muslim ban failed twice in the wake of failures. It was reverse engineered in language, travel ban and scope, adding North Korea and Venezuela to make it constitutional within the context of the ability of the office of the presidency to enact policy for national security reasons. However, spurious in this instance, the fact that he used the word spurious is a great way. I don't know what that word means. Um, it is similar to specious. No, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I think it means like dubious, but uh, R. Scott Brown, you let me know if I'm using that word wrong. And I would agree with this analysis. I thought you would. That's why I read it. And this is why you like the comments, because sometimes they say what you're I, the inside I even like on. comments that disagree with what I'm saying, where there is a respectful, you know, back and forth and an opportunity to say something. When somebody is just so blatantly ignorant and not willing to be we get, informed at all, we then get people I'm like not that interested. In the, we get people like that in the chat. Now, remind me for the the ban on these countries. That means So we're upholding that. Certain countries will be banned from coming to the United States. But isn't that that's excluding the ones that you, if you have an immediate family member here... That there was, it was originally brought by somebody who was trying to figure out what exactly does that mean, and I don't know if it was... I wonder what was cleaned uh, up clarified. in the language. Uh, there's nothing that's going to be cleaned up, but they would... I don't know if it was even really addressed. The court will sometimes well, do that. Let us know, if you're those of you watching after the fact, your thoughts on any and everything that we've talked about. You can comment on our YouTube page for this episode and you can also tweet us at trump report abtv now we have three minutes so i wanted to mention something from the top of the show uh and that was president trump threatening harley davidson that if it moves its operations overseas they will be taxed like never before uh you can argue with how successful a businessman as president trump was in the private sector but uh he's always been a businessman so all of a sudden, now he has a problem with companies moving overseas to mm-hmm. save money. Mm-hmm. I find that to be interesting. I think that... Interesting. Well, that was such a mild I, word, I, I, Christian. Ironic? Uh, hypocritical, spurious? I think, is the word that you're looking at. I don't think I use spurious correctly. <laughs> Specious. No, but uh, my, my point is that uh, I see this as the, you know, if they do that, that's embarrassing him. You know, that's like the old... Hey man, not in front of my girl, you know. It's like that. It's like, hey, not, not well, not, not well. Pence is looking. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Tamara, what do you think of uh, that approach? And uh, is it specious in nature? <laughs> it's dubious. I wonder what how this is going to play out because I suspect that Harley. Uh, there's a lot of Harley Davidson owners who are Trump supporters and don't know whose side to be on with this. So I'm curious. What's going to what where where those people are going to land? Because uh, a lot of the um, they've already got their Harley. They don't care how much it costs. I don't I think. know. I don't know about that. I feel like anybody their their guy is saying disparaging things against their brand. I feel like a lot of people are being torn right now. So I'm I'm just I'm, I'm so curious. far what I've read is people are really not sure what to. They're like I 100 percent support my president. 
and my Harley. So they're just, they don't know really what to do with it. So I, I was really hoping I could tie it all together. I did some quick uh, research and I wanted to see if the motorcycles from Easy Rider, the movie that Peter Fonda was in, uh. Uh, if they were Harley Davidsons, but they were not. They were custom made and they're not associated with mm. any brand. Uh, Chelsea, we do have to wrap up. So whatever you had that you wanted to say, can you can you keep it in your head for two weeks? Because we will not be here next <gasps> this Tuesday. This is tragic. So It was uh, about Tamara's homework. Tamara's homework. All right, very quickly, uh, 30 Remember, seconds. Remember, she had homework. Oh, I don't think, well, you're going to put it on the spot and see if she did it. Or you did it. You did the homework? I did different homework okay. that Chelsea is aware of. All right, well, we'll talk about the homework in two weeks because, oh, uh, as, as I was referencing, we will not be here next week because, contrary to the belief of some people in the chat, we do love America. And so we, we have do, to take two days off? We need to take a, we need to take a long weekend. that uh, Starting has, on Tuesday? Maybe starting on Friday. <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but uh, we will be back on July 10th. And I actually think Scott will not be back yet. He's uh, he's away. He's out of pocket. I will for be a, while. a whole other year older by then. Happy oh, birthday to Chelsea! Yay. And uh, you can uh, follow us until then at Christian DMZ. And where do they find you, Tamara? Hey, find me on YouTube at Hey Tamara. If you liked that video, there's more where that came from. Like and share, etc. And Chelsea, just at Chelsea Glacia. That's great. All right, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks for being in the chat, and we will see you in two weeks. Uh, have a great uh, afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.